Welcome to the Cypress University podcast. This is episode number four, and we will be hearing a panel discussion given at this year's Cypress University event. This panel is given by clients of Cypress, and they will be discussing their experiences working with Cypress. Our very first person that we've asked to, to kind of come up is, is, uh, is a new client and an old client at the same time, which is kind of an interesting story. But Maggie Nichols uh, in the middle is the uh, business manager from Iron Woman Construction. Uh, and uh, there's an interesting story of, of how she was a client, and then she wasn't a client, and now she is a client again. So we thought it would be interesting, to, a sort of a case study of, for people to hear about what Maggie's experience as business manager was in being with Cypress and then moving to a large carrier. Uh, I can't say who it is, but it rhymes with Bigna, I think, something like that. Um, and, uh, and then coming back to us. So um, parenthetically, I've got questions here prepared, but if anyone has any questions of any of our panelists, please feel free to ask, okay? It'd be cool if we could kind of have some interaction here. Um, so anyway, so Maggie, just give us kind of a, give us the 411 on, on your background and some of your history and, and just so to set the table for us. Hello. There we go. Hi, it works. Um, okay, hi, I'm from Denver, Colorado. My name is Maggie Nichols. Um, I've worked for Iron Woman Construction for, since 2004, so a few years. Um, I am the business or the organizational development manager. So um, we started, the company was established in 1999 and uh, we are a construction firm. Um, we have many different types of employees ranging from field to office. Um, and yeah, we started with our first healthcare program was actually with Cyprus uh, in 2013. Um, we were there for 2013 and 14 um, when we made the change over to Big Ma. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, great. Um, so maybe you can kind of give uh, give everybody here an idea of how that decision making process happened and and why you ultimately made the decision, foolish okay. though it may have been, to leave Cyprus and. <laughs> and go somewhere else. Okay. <laughs> um, so we were with Cigna for two years, starting in 2014. Uh, we decided to make the change, um, although we love Cyprus and had a wonderful experience there. Um, there was a huge cost reduction um, when we first initially moved to Cigna. Um, so we were very eager. Our costs, we had a rough uh, 2014 in claims, um, and we were eager to see some cost savings, so we switched over to Cigna. Um, between 2014 to 2015, we had over a 45% increase in cost in our fixed costs alone. Um, so it was kind of a substantial change after our first year. So it was a little rough, um, hence that's why we're back here again. Um, it was pretty substantial. So can you can you give us an idea? So sort of opposite ends of the spectrum, right? We've, so you've got. Um, a, a, a TPA like Cyprus, or not even like Cyprus, you've got Cyprus doing your, uh, your program, and then you're moving to uh, a large insurance carrier. I wonder if you can share with people what that experience, sort of compare and contrast that experience of being with somebody like us and then, and then moving to, a, to an ASO kind of arrangement. Okay. Um, so it wasn't, um, it's a little bit different. Um, 
there wasn't a mu as much customer service. Um, I know that was a huge part when we switched over. Uh, we, I think everybody who works with Cypress knows that you have a close relationship um, with everybody over there. You have any questions about claims, anything coming through, you have someone to talk to. Um, Cigna is like a black hole in my experience. Um, every time we had an issue with a claim, well, first of all, we had no access to our claims. Uh, we, we, even though we were self-funded with Cigna, um, we would get a, a list of our doctors, but absolutely no claims data. So there was really nothing to work with or um, focus on. So that's really what we're eager so, to go back to. That's, that's interesting. Did you ask them, how come you're not getting any of your claims data? Yeah. And what's their answer? Yeah, uh, they just don't provide it. So we could see employees' names, we could see doctors, but absolutely, we had really no idea what was going on um, within those claims or what to do about them. Wow. Okay. So, so part of the reason that you, you moved to a, a different administrator was to save money. This goes back to my, quest, or my, my comment earlier today about network discounts. Did you save money? Did you, did you see that, those results in the aggregate? Well, um, the first year there was a little bit of a cost savings. Um, we also had many less employees. We've almost doubled in size since we first started with Cyprus. Um, so that I think is a part of the reason, but 2016 I think was almost doubled from the previous year in costs, including our fixed costs. Okay, so, so fast forward to the fall of 16, you start talking to us again. So how'd that happen and, and what was sort of the motivation, not only for yourself, but really any of the decision makers in the organization to move back to us? Okay. Um, so last year, Sean Egan, our president, and Steve Burns, our COO, who were both here today, um, they actually came to this conference and I think came back um, just, they couldn't even believe the knowledge uh, that they got from Cyprus. Um, they were super excited. They never made it when we were with Cyprus before, I don't believe. Um, but anyway, they were just floored by the information and the things that we can do to contain our costs. Um, I think any growing small business, growing business um, costs, we got to focus on our costs and keep them down. And so um, they started talking with uh, Renee last, starting last year. It started quite a while ago. Um, and then we, um, we decided to make the change in the fall. So, so okay, so Robert Mesa wrote here. Any advice you can give people, particularly the employers, but I suppose it, it's relative to the consultants and brokers out here, about the experience of working with, you know, a big insurance company and, and uh, you know, utilizing their services versus what you, what you get, like what we're doing here today. Any and when you're looking at your medical land, what advice do you give to people about that? You know, I think everybody, um, when you look at your business, you you want your health care as your one of your biggest costs to reflect your employees. Um, with with I shouldn't say Bigma, we uh, we were not able we weren't able to reflect what we wanted for our employees through our healthcare program. Um, I think Cypress does a really good job of working with you and making changes that are creative. Um, that fits the needs of your employees. So, you know, that's not really advice, that's just my saying. But anyway, the, um, my advice would be to be careful when you look, talk to those big companies out there. Um, we were pretty floored by the cost savings, which ended up doubling the following year. Um, so we're really eager to get back on track. And now you're also kind of a unique story in that before you started offering your program with us administering it back a few years ago, you had no coverage, right? Correct. So how'd that go? How'd you make that decision? It was a it was a big change. Um, so Iron Woman covers 100% uh, 
starting back in 2013, we were preparing for the changes that were coming. Um, and we were growing and we wanted to have a benefit that really excited our employees to retain them. Um, so the change was significant, but um, I'm trying to remember it, you know, the employees loved it and they still do. So. All right. Who's got questions for Maggie? Anybody have anything that they, they want to know? Oh, there we go. I got a question down here. You mentioned that you um, were not getting reporting. What size group are you? What size case, uh, how many employees are you insuring? Um, we have 150. So I believe there is more reporting as you get over right. the 250. Okay. Um, but for a smaller place, we we could see employee data and uh, facilities, but that's really about it. Okay. And Thank you. Anything else from anybody? Yep, we got one over here. So if one of the big four or five carriers in a couple of years comes in with a 20% premium decrease compared to Cyprus, what are you going to do? If they do it next year? Sure, next year, <laughs> the year after, whatever. I mean, I think she's learned her lesson by now. I, <laughs> I would have to refer to someone else. I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. It's tough, but that's, that's an issue, though, isn't it? I mean, because we all kind of deal with that. You know, one of our great frustrations is, you know, somebody else buying the business. And we always say to that person who's letting their business be bought, you're going to be back. You just wait till you see what happens next year. And 99% of the time it does. And that's so frustrating for us to either not get a new piece of business when we're in competition or to lose a piece of business uh, to somebody who's buying it that, you know, I, hopefully, ultimately, people learn their lesson and, uh, and see through in fact, tomorrow uh, we've got a presentation uh, by Andrew Clayton from Pareto who uh, is going to talk about this exact issue, about how you can't look at one year, you need to look at multiple years and have some sort of a strategy relative to that. So um, I think that's a relevant question. We got one over here. So when you went back to Cyprus, um, you'd mentioned there was cost containment programs that drove that interest and change. So I was curious, what specific cost containment programs was it that motivated you to go back to Cyprus? Um, so, well, first of all, the Cyprus um, claim process definitely motivated us. Um, I think there was a lot of stuff that I would hear about from employees last year that might have been not covered on the plan or, you know, we didn't really have access to it. Cyprus does a really good job of um, looking through the claims, making sure that they're on our plan correctly and going through. Um, another thing we've kind of looked at that, you know, is in our five-year plan, as Val would call it, um, uh, is the reference uh, base pricing. Um, and then also the unbundling. I think that was something that was really hard with uh, Cigna. We had some huge pharmaceutical costs, both in uh, 15 and 16. Um, and we were, were able to unbundle now, and, um, and we had done that before. So that's just a all right. There's nothing else. Take a look. That's what she looks like. Talk to her later at the at the cocktail reception, uh, and ask her any questions. So before there we go. Thanks. Thank you, Maggie. I appreciate it. Um, next presenter is a longtime client of ours, Vic Lutz, who won. What did you What did you get today? Curious George. Yeah, the Curious George thing. So it's perfect. A little bedtime reading for Vic tonight. Um, there's good reason for that. <laughs> but uh, as I said, longtime client, a, a number of years. If I can kind of talk a, a little bit about that. But another interesting story in that when we first started over as, as the administrator of, of uh, McMahon Associates, his company, 
they had, you're going to love this, they had a $100 deductible, 100% coinsurance, right? Or 0% coinsurance. So everything was covered after that. No network, no utilization management, no nothing. Uh, and Vic's instructions to us back then was just pay it. Just pay whatever comes in. Just pay it. And uh, so we have been successful at breaking his spirit over time a little bit. A little bit. And he has, uh, he has done some things that I think are cool and, and uh, have actually had some results. But uh, before we get into that, you want to just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself to set the table? Well, I do have a little bit of a varied background, but, you know, as far as McMahon Associates is a consulting engineering and architectural firm. And when I went to college, I decided I was going to be an electrical engineer. After two years, I said, I don't want to be one of those guys. You know, and I ended up switching into business. Ended up going into insurance, working for a home office uh, out of Milwaukee. Uh, then uh, transferred over to Michigan. I actually took care of brokers. I had 120 of you. And uh, actually 300 and some accounts on my own. And so I had a little different uh, perspective on the business than some people might have. Uh, and uh, I've founded a, a transportation company, I worked for, uh, or for a freight company, founded and worked with the, uh, a transportation company, and you know, I was just looking for a full-time job is what it probably looked out to be. You know, and so at one point in time in my history, I got a, a phone call from McMahon Associates and an offer, and I said, sure, why not? Let's try this for a few years and see what happens. So that was 31 years ago. So they still haven't kicked me out. <laughs> they haven't found a good reason to yet, for sure. So talk to us a little bit about your plan design as it, uh, as it stands and uh, maybe well, your, uh, your, what they used to look like and what they look like today. How about that? Well, one of the pro long time ago, we did have that 100% indemnity program. And uh, one, of the, one of the things in our industry is that our benefits has to be uh, top-notch, and we use it for recruiting purposes for professional staff. So, yeah, you finally wore me down. My deductible now is $200. <laughs> and that's after, actually, we've been a client since 2002. That's correct, yeah. And so then some people that were in the reinsurance side of things said, well, we've got to have some steerage here as far as the networks are concerned and so on. And they wore me down again. And so now that there's an additional $100 deductible in the event that you go out of network. The in interesting part about that is though, it's almost impossible to go out of our network since there's multiple layers and, and uh, this was put together uh, by very uh, astute people at Cyprus as well as I have to give a shout out to my broker, Pam Utpadel and her dad, Gary Schmitz. You gotta know, by the way, the guy who was tried for six, uh, three years to get our business. He didn't make a penny off of it, but you know what? He supported us. Every time I had a question, he answered it. And that was really important to me. And he was one of the people that introduced me to, the, to Tom and That's right. Marcia. That's right. As far as the plan itself is concerned, uh, there is no coinsurance after the deductibles are, uh, are taken care of. Uh, in addition to that, we uh, uh, have no cost to our employees. We pay for it all. Uh, we also pay for LASIK when it was uh, something that was new. Uh, we encourage our people. The reason we do what we do is that we want our people to focus on what it is they do for a living and not to worry about how they're going to pay for that medical bill at home. And I think we've been successful with that. It's, it, 
how about your, your costs? What kind of cost experiences have you had? Our cost experience, as far as uh, Cyprus is concerned, is uh, we we are not right at the 1.68 percent increase. But I have to say this: in some some years we had a cost decrease of 12 percent, and some years I think we had an increase of 8 percent across the board over the period of time. I think it's closer, really, to four to five percent cost increase. Yeah. So you're ruining our curve, is what you're. I'm doing. ruining your curve, but that's because I keep telling you to pay it. <laughs> And by the way, just uh, for anyone's interest, for the right amount of money, Vic will come to your room and read you a bedtime story, too. <laughs> With that book, can you imagine going to sleep to that voice? He's got a whole book, a bunch of Curious George books. Uh, so, so anyway, so fast forward to, to today. And, and so in the recent past, you have added some interesting changes to your plan, and then there has been some results as a, as a result of that. To tell everyone what you've been doing lately. Well, first of all, I guess I want to go back and, and, and indicate that we do have, with your, your direction and, and uh, encouragement, uh, went, uh, went into a system that actually prepays the claim to the provider, the health payment systems, HPS. I don't know if that's kosher to say, but I just said it. And what happens with that process is that they prepay the claim uh, within 30 days under a contract arrangement with the providers. So the providers don't have to worry about getting paid. For that, there's a reduction in cost, significant reduction in cost. So the net to the company is much lower. In addition to that, we've also, at one point in time, were uh, encouraged to uh, enroll in uh, the uh, transplant policy that was just discussed. And we did do that. And actually, quite frankly, we had a, a real success with it. Because shortly thereafter, about a year and a half after we first enrolled in the plan, the, one of the principals of our company came down with, uh, with a stage four bone marrow type cancer. And this plan that we were with and I won't re ended up paying for all of those transactions that had to take place, all the treatment that had to take place. I'm happy to report that this gentleman right now, you never know he was sick. Uh, and it went through that process. And guess what? It didn't count against our experience, but it's because it was a carve out. Right. And uh, in addition to that, uh, we j actually just recently had another transplant that uh, was done at Mayo for a pancreas. And that, in and of itself, has, uh, has saved us, again, a lot of money against our experience. So between those two transplants that you're talking close to, um, I would ask the stop loss people, there may be a million bucks between those two? I, yes, absolutely. I would, I, well, I'm waiting on this and Mary knows all about it. <laughs> One of the issues is I like to know, I don't necessarily you know, manage everything. I have a lot of different hats I wear. But I like to know what's happening, and one of them is how much are we paying through those policies, and that is one of the challenges that is getting timely information on that uh, on those procedures. Right. So, right. but yeah, I would say between the two of them, we're going to be be in the two million dollar range. There you go. Uh, another program you uh, you implemented the cancer care program, right? Tomorrow Absolutely. we've got uh, Interlink that's going to be uh, talking about some of the results that they have. Maybe you can give a little preview of the results that you've had with the cancer care program. Happy to do that. You know, what's also interesting is the people that are experiencing the claims that I'm talking about are not necessarily the geezers in the company like me. It's the younger generations uh, that are having challenges with some of their health. And one of them was, a, I think she's in her 40s, 
uh, a cancer uh, situation. We just added cancer care with a renewal back on, on 12-1 uh, as far as an optional program. And you, those that know me understand I really don't like to be told what to do, but give me the opportunity to do it. And so uh, that was one of my concerns about some of these programs was, or do you, do you lose control of the program or are they control, you know, at that point in time and can you take care of your employees if you want to? This cancer care situation was such that uh, this person and we, oh, by the way, we don't have to have referrals to go to any specialist. If you don't like, to act, like uh, what your one doctor A says, go to Dr. B. And if necessary, go to Dr. C. In this case, this individual went straight to Mayo Clinic uh, they, they suggested a new type of uh, treatment, I believe new for me, a photon beam treatment, which is relatively quite expensive. And with the conjunction and, and the uh, guidance from the cancer care individuals, uh, what ended up happening is that this procedure, that if I remember my numbers correctly, the cost $10,000 per event, uh, the male uh, ended up matching what would have been a reasonable, uh, traditional treatment to the tune of like $500 an application. And she is now cancer free. There you go, another success story. How about that? Oh, you got applause. There you go. Uh, in, in addition to that, um, you're doing some direct contracting with providers. Yes, tell us about that. Uh, we're doing some direct contracting with providers, which one of the speakers in the last Cypress U was uh, Kurt Kubiak, and he was talking about something called Novo. And it's, a, I guess, a, for lack of a better term, uh, it'd be like uh, medical tourism. This is a center of excellence. And while we've ended up working, in, uh, arranging, and again, we just went into this uh, effective December 1 of last year, uh, the fact that we designed this building had nothing to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we uh, entered into that arrangement, and at that point in time, now remember, this is December 1. On December 5, we had an employee who was going to have a knee replacement. One of the things that they do in this arrangement is that they give you a flat fee. Here's what it's going to cost you for the surgery, uh, the treatment, the follow-up, the uh, physical therapy, as well as a recovery on their site. And... Um, I will, well, I'll share the numbers with you. Uh, for right, share, a, the, share the numbers. For, for a knee replacement, they were, they were charging $25,000, flat fee. Well, that's pretty attractive. And in addition with that, then there was an incentive for the employee to go there where we'll write them a check, anywhere from $1,500 to $2,000 for the employee, directly to the employee, to go to that facility for treatment. Well. At the same time, we had another individual in one of our offices in Indiana uh, who had already started the process of having a knee replacement. And I tried to encourage him to come to Wisconsin for the treatment, and of course, he opted not to. And he said, well, I'll tell you what. I said, the least you can do is call your provider and ask him what it's gonna cost for this process. The answer he was given was $60,000. And by the way, if you don't have insurance, he didn't talk about our insurance. He said, if you don't have insurance, then we might be able to negotiate it down to around 30,000. Okay, I could live with the 30, except until I got the first bill. The first bill that we received was $92,000.
and that was just the first one. And this is going to continue on. We're probably going to finish him out at about 125000 So we're paying five times as much for not using this NOVA and the Center of Excellence uh, than, uh, and we couldn't, by the way, for those that are involved, I said, I don't want to pay this. This is just completely unreasonable. Let's negotiate this down. Well, this is where a network will come against you because you have a contracted arrangement at a contracted price, and you can't do much about it because that's the contract. But we're still trying to get that down a little bit. <laughs> so there you go. So, so innovation and, and somebody who offers a plan that has a $200 deductible and no co-insurance to his employees who just saved millions of dollars because they looked at next generation cost control programs, implemented them, and, and were successful at doing it, right? So that's, that's what it's about, you guys. That's what you got to do. I'd just like to say one more comment on that. The people, you know, we have some people that have been with us for, as an employee for 40 years. And the people that, you know, at some point in time when it's always there, they start taking it for granted and saying, well, isn't this the way it is someplace else? Isn't this how the rest of the world is? No, it's not. And the ones that really appreciate it are the ones that have gone through these severe and serious illnesses. Then they come back and say thank you. There you go. There you go. Awesome. I have one more question, but I think you already answered all of the questions uh, that I had just in, in your answers. Does anyone want to know anything from Vic? Obviously, you can, you can talk to him later. If nobody, hey, we got one way over there. I can't see very well. Thanks for your comments, Vic. I have a question on the incentive program for that center of excellence. Is that $1,500 taxable to the participant? Is that fifteen hundred dollars? What taxable to the participant? Uh, yes. Thank you. But the other something else I need to say is that as far as our schedule of benefits, and we've only talked about just the medical side of things, we take the opportunity to make things uh, uh, available for our employees from the perspective that we will, generally speaking, make other economic arrangements to make up for that. Um, one of the things that we did not talk about yet is that we have implemented that if there's a spousal, spousal uh, uh, arrangement and they're employed, that we require them to take that health insurance from their employer. And the and, but at the same time, and the reason for that is so that we can insulate the company a little bit from these catastrophic losses, and then their employee or the spouses and their dependents, depending on, on who's the primary, is still insured under our plan for the secondary coverage. But of course, they're paying a premium for that. But what we've done, and I have to you know, compliment our senior management, as, you know, which I'm part of, we reimburse them two-thirds of the insurance premium at the end of the year for what they pay their employer. All right, awesome. Thank you, Vic. I appreciate it. I know we're bumping up against it, so we're going to um, just sort of finish up with, with Tammy Bladorn. And uh, because she's a Cypress employee, we're not going to give her the whole 15 minutes because, you know, you guys got things to do. But uh, some of you may recognize Tammy, some of you long-timers, as a panelist in a client panel. 2014. 2014. Uh, Tammy was a long-time client of ours and, and ultimately... Um, we got her to come to work for us. So it worked out really well for us, but she's a compelling story, I think, because she now has both sides of the story, right? She's, she was 
somebody who dealt with health benefits as an employer and now is dealing with employers who offer health benefits. So I thought this would be an, an, an interesting, and I know it's not fair saying that it's a complete client panel because she's now uh, uh, wearing the Cypress logo, but uh, hopefully can give us some interesting perspective. There you go. Um, so give us, uh, give us 30 seconds on, on your employment history and, and how this all worked out. Okay, uh, so essentially I, when I graduated college, I graduated with an accounting and finance degree. So I was an auditor for a public accounting firm for a few years, and after that I took an, a job as an accountant at a local construction company, which is, was the longtime Cypress client. Uh, in that role a few years, the company grew and we needed a full-time HR person, and I gravitated towards that role because I had an interest in insurance and benefits and whatnot. So I was the HR and benefits manager there for about nine years, and now I'm with Cyprus as an account executive um, since September. Okay, great. So. Um We've talked in the past about some of the things that, uh, some of your observations as you kind of walk through the door at Cypress and have learned what we do. Maybe you can kind of give everybody here some perspective on what's it like being a, and for lack of a better term, an HR person who offers benefits versus an, a Cypress employee kind of dealing with those types of people. Sure. Honestly, I would say it's, they're very similar. Um, I can resonate with the hurdles that HR people have every day because I live them myself. Um, oftentimes, as an HR person, you're you're playing the fence. You know, you're worried about your employees and how things are going to motivate them and how they're going to affect them. But you also have the the benefit plan in mind as well. And with Cyprus, it's the same thing. I mean, we take a look at our whole block of business and and we want the success story for all of them. So it's. It's really very similar. Okay. Any any particular things that, um, as as you came to Cyprus, that you learned about that you, as an HR person, you didn't know about? Well, you know, not to be a dead horse or a monkey, but when we talk about the network discounts, um, you know, we we talk about how over fifty percent of the savings opportunities oftentimes aren't even discussed, or you don't take the time maybe to discuss them at renewal or at your quarterly meetings. Um, so I guess, you know, advice would be to take the time throughout the year, meet with your group, meet not only just with your broker, but meet with your Cypress people as well. It's, it's hard because all of a sudden it's the end of the year and the renewal snuck up on you again and, um, and you're focused on, on the renewal versus taking the time to think about the products and services that we have to offer things that can really help save the plan money. So that was a big, that was a big thing. Okay, great. Anything else you'd like to add to any advice you want to give anybody <laughs> or anything that, uh, that you want to share with anyone? Sure. Um, like I said, you know, take the time to learn about the programs throughout the year. There's so much that self-funding can offer your employees. Um, you know, we're here for them. In this day and age, benefits are being taken away all the time. So. In this environment, you know, we're able to implement those programs and really help your employees show that you're there for them, you know, help them learn. And honestly, I, I think the biggest thing as an HR person and even now is education, is just to continually educate your members. If you have the programs and they don't use them, it's 
not going to do you any good anyway. Um, so I would just say constantly educate, and even if it's a simple, you know, what is self-funding, we had to do that often just to have those conversations with our employees so they really understand what self-funding is and what it can do for you. Thanks for listening to the Cypress University podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the future of self-funding, head over to our website at cypressbenefit.com. Thank you.